Wow, listen to that. That's a pretty epic introduction. It's like a Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. We did a welcome back. That, that's a good welcome back welcome intro. Back intro. Welcome back to Creative Talk. Holy shit, it's like halfway through the year already. Uh, yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. What have we been up to, buddy? Oh, so much. We've been very, very busy. Sorry to all our listeners that we haven't touched base for a long time. No, we've been we've been actually out of action on the podcast side of things, but we have not been out of action in the business side of things. It has been crazy. Crazy. Shall we tell them what's been going on? Or no? Yeah, let's do it. Stuff. Lots of stuff. <laughs> Doing lots of video shoots. We're doing heaps of filming, filming for content in multiple countries, film shoots, video shoots, uh, working with a whole bunch of new influencers and talent. Also, a lot of new brands uh, from all over the place. Um, Africa, Congo, technology, fashion. Oh, so much good stuff. So much good stuff. And actually, um, events are coming back and everything's a lot more normal now than it has been ever before and we're pretty amped about the whole lot but what that does mean is we have been hella busy hella busy hey haven't we very very busy yes very very busy anyway welcome back to creative talk this is our mid-year show now it's june we are halfway through the year of 2022 already and we thought we might as well come back because far out everyone's asking us where the hell we are we're here. We're still here, and we're still married, and we're still doing the business, and we're still, still enjoying married. it. Still married. I actually like being married, my darling. Oh, I just got to say that because he's sitting right next to me. I do. I have to. Otherwise, I'll smash him. Smash me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, we're... I'm not Amber Heard, by the way. I do not engage <laughs> in violent activity. I don't beat up my husband. You have to be careful now because you're – Anyway, we're not going to delve in deep on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard scenario. Oh, but scenario. you can tell us whose camp you were in. Who? If you want. No, I'm just Me. saying the listeners. Yes. Viewers. Even though Team Johnny did win. But he still had to pay her out like $2 million. No. but For that's... defamation. No, but she paid him more in defamation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it really matter? Do we really care? Do we re well, really? Well, I think a lot of the world does care. Did I don't care. care. It was a very, it was a distraction. Yeah, it's a big one too. Yeah. Where it took over many people's life, including half of our staff. They were quite interested in the they story. They were obsessed. And obsessed with it on a daily basis. So are you. What are you talking about? Like, How many random. times did you come to me going, watch this video, look at this? I didn't follow it as much. Yes, she did. Not as much as you. Yes, she did. I wasn't all over TikTok on it. She so did. I so wasn't. Which is the reason why she just made an address about her not relating to anything no. Amber Heard. Yeah, well, I just want to set it straight. Not all Ambers are dickheads. <laughs> I'll tell true. you that. It's true. Anyway, we're moving on from Johnny Depp and Amber King. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I was married to Johnny, it wouldn't be like that. <laughs> okay, we're not. <laughs> He's pretty hot. What would it be like, Amber? Mm, a bit of Caribbean and the pirate hide and seek, <laughs> is it? Maybe. A 21 Jump Street. Oh, oh, my God. 21 Jump Street. What a What a time to be alive. When you all know? you needed was like a cool leather jacket and real styly hair. 
and you could and fit you in were, like, at the high most school. Popular guy in high school, but you were an adult. And then you could solve crime all at know, the same time. Do you know when that first came out? I was probably about nine, eight, nine years old. I remember I used to try and stay up to watch it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then you just recently celebrated your 55th birthday, Shut didn't you? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I do look good for 55. You do, actually. I'm I'm quite, yes. You look good for 60. I do, don't I? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all the um, hoodies and young, yeah. young clothing, clothing that I wear. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. Keeps us young. Anyway, today we're actually going to talk about some marketing stuff for business. We're halfway through the year. There's a lot of stuff that's come out around the new trends, marketing trends, things you should look out for if you're in business or an agency. And actually, we're going to go over the Forbes list of the top 15, 15, 15. Uh, the top 15 marketing trends that they think Brands you need to take should all look top. out for. Mm -hmm. Amber and I have had a quick look at this list. And a lot of it is jargon, <laughs> is what we like to call jargon or bullshit. But you know, it's on Forbes. A lot of people are going to read this. But is this valuable to you in your business? Does it even make sense, or is it even usable, or should you even pay attention? Let's go through it, shall yes, we? Let's. So the first one we have is from Josh Doherty, who runs an agency called A Brave New. Now this is no take on us pissing all over other agencies. These guys are some of the biggest in the world. But what we will do is dissect what they're actually talking about and see if it's relevant for you today. So we have the first one, which is coming from the Forbes 15 key marketing trends that you need to take note of in 2022. It came out in April. There will be a link in our podcast that you can check this out for yourself. But the first one is around pivoting with shifting tactic effectiveness. And I will highlight that pivoting with shifting tactic effectiveness. Now, in the marketing world, this is what we call absolute bullshit because. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I what? reckon, you know what it is? Well, it's just to confuse people. It, it, pivoting means moving or yes. swiveling with shifting tactic effectiveness, which is the same as saying you're pivoting. But yeah. Really, what are you actually saying? You're moving to be more tactical and more effective. So if you're shifting or pivoting, you're doing the same freaking thing in my book. Anyway, let's It's not... basically just a, a fancy or jargony way of saying. Change your shit change, throughout the yeah. year. Yeah, change your shit up. Yeah. Because if, you, if you've found like over COVID, pivoting has become a catchphrase. But if you, mm. um, which just means changing tactic. If you find, found that you used to run a lot of events in person and because due to lockdown there were you no can't. more events yeah. so you have what to is, pivot to yeah, your shifting or, effectiveness an <laughs> easy way of saying that is what is something new that you can do to still make money for your business while pivoting your shifting yeah. effectiveness that's all that means it's all jargon uh but there is some truth in here it's imperative to spend time understanding the core of your brand and what makes you unique so that you can effectively build your brand in whatever channels you pivot to throughout the year. Yes. To me, that's talking about two things. If you don't actually understand your core brand, how can you move it? And two, if you're already talking on different channels, what are you pivoting from and moving to? Mm -hmm. You really need to understand what this person's talking about. And I think he's talking from a big brand perspective, you know, Coca-Cola, Microsoft, Apple, that kind of level. Mm. They have a brand, they have a core. But if you're a small to medium business and you're still trying to find customers, Hmm. 
that might not be your thing. It may not apply It's basically, to. yeah, for those smaller customers, you it may be something where it's like, okay, what can I do hmm. to make more money in different areas that I haven't tried yet? Yes. And I think what COVID has taught us is that pivoting and being able to be nimble and flexible is a power now. It used to be a weakness before. If you didn't continually do the same type of business in your business forever, it kind of, you know, got a little bit shunned upon. Whereas now being able to have staff work from home, being able to have a digital presence, being able to run a podcast, be able to do virtual events or in-person events, all of that stuff shows flexibility and um, gives you a little bit more power, I think, mm -hmm. within your own space. Makes you a bit more of a thought leader, especially if you're owning that niche or that content. So I would say that this would apply to big brands, but not necessarily to those small at-home uh, mum and dad businesses or even family businesses that are starting up that are looking to like get the most value out of it. So out of one to 10, as in this is a good tip, Amber, what's your rating? Oh, I think the, zero. no, it's a good tip in terms of um, try something new, but the jargon, it's very marketing jargon. So I would go, if it's just a tip on, yeah, trying something new to make money, I'd say it's a six. A six. Yeah, because that's pretty good. You should look at things to do to make more money for your business in other areas. Yeah. But it's just the this is definitely made for marketers. This title, mm. the tip. Yeah, for me, the title sucks. Pivoting with shifting tactic effectiveness sounds like a military. I'm going to knock mm. you out of a, <laughs> a war yeah, type yeah, of association. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, as Amber was saying, it is important for you to actually know what it is you're going to be doing throughout the year, not just halfway through the year, and measure it and have things in place that you can actually see what is working, what isn't. And obviously, if things are changing now to being a closed off COVID world to now being an open world, you're going to be going back to a whole bunch of mm -hmm. more exciting things that you can actually do. So. Yes. Changing, pivoting, evolving, making sure that you can be tactical. Yeah, it has a relevance. Mm -hmm. I still don't like the title. Though. Yeah. I think it's dumb. Yeah. All right, moving on. We now have from Pulp Wire and from Taja, the second of 15 tips from Forbes as to what you should look out for for marketing trends, which is evolving a brand to fit each channel. That title straight away, yes. Yes, you understand that. Absolutely. Yes. And this doesn't matter if you're a massive, huge brand like Apple, Microsoft or whatever. Any brand, especially with platforms like TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, needs to understand that every single channel has to have a fit. Yeah, and every yes, exactly. Every you can't do what you do on TikTok on Facebook. It's not going to work. No. It's totally different audiences. The format is different. TikTok is all video, although they've introduced photos now. But as part of the video, yeah, about fifty years later, after people are like sick of seeing photos, yeah, now you and can do it. but you wouldn't. The audiences are very, very different. Facebook is now known as the Nana and Granddad platform. <laughs> yes, um, pretty much. So yeah, but you have to know, you have to fit your brand or your content to each channel it's mm. not going to be the same throughout so brands must present the right voice vibe on each channel to engage with their target audiences yes absolutely but you do need to know what is your product and what is your business trying to say to those audiences before you can actually make that message to those audiences if you haven't clearly defined who your audience is or even what your value is to those people 
it's going to be pretty hard to make content that goes out onto all those mm -hmm. channels. But you definitely need a voice on everything from TikTok to Facebook. It doesn't matter what platform it is, even your own website, you need to have a voice. Mm -hmm. But you do need to tailor that voice and that content and that platform towards the customers and what you want them to gain from it. So no matter what size your business is, it's definitely relevant. That one for me is uh, an eight out of 10. Mm. Yourself? Yeah, I'd say eight out of 10 too. That's very important. All right, Nana's awake. Okay, so now moving on to number three, emphasizing comfort and delight. I don't even know what that means. Jeff, Jeff is from the Dalton agency over in the US. People are seeking comfort and delight as they emerge from the pandemic. The comfort in high quality, well-known brands and the surprise and delight of a second mile service or delivery. Brands that emphasize peace of mind, tradition, family, the comfort of a connection to others will do well. Those who can add delight to customer experience will oh, excel. Yes. Now, look, I really think Jeff is onto something here. Surprise and delight is something some of our clients do exceptionally well. We work with a brand called JBL, and the team there are all about surprise and delight with regards to working with media, to influencers. They do it, and they do an exceptional job. And as a marketer, it's probably one of those expenses that you look at and you go, Ooh, is it worth doing that extra little piece of mm -hmm. something is. for something? And it is, mm -hmm. it definitely is, especially after COVID. Even during COVID, we were doing surprise and delight. We was, um, as an agency, sending to our clients like um, healthcare packs and like wellness kits and all that kind of stuff that we would do, which no one asked More us like to do. More like alcohol kits. But it was like beneficial to their well-being. <laughs> well-being. <laughs> wasn't just alcohol. We did give them other things, but mostly alcohol. Peanuts. Anyway. Surprise and delight has, has been around for many, many years, and it is something that you can do. It's just whether you want to do it at a cost level or whether you want to do it from a content level. Mm -hmm. um, so, Jeff, I definitely think that is it. What is what is your ideas around comfort and delight? Do you think that's relevant? I think, well, because, you know, a lot of people were um, felt very alone during the pandemic because mm. they couldn't see their family and friends. So if there's something where um, they bring the family together, or bring friends together or, or have an experience where people can, um, you know, come together and have that kind of family approach or, or friendship thing, mm. then I, um, yeah, I feel that's important because people have become very disconnected. So it's all about connecting again through experiences and through delightful um, things. Yeah, I agree. Anything that brings people together now, especially after COVID, gets everyone spending more time together and as many uh, opportunities as possible is going to be a, a benefit to any brand. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Jeff, you get a really high rating from us for this one. I think the tip is relevant and also a trend that will continue not just this year, but for many years to come as well. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at today the top 15 marketing trends that brands need to take note of in 2022. But also if you're a small to medium business owner, these are things that you can apply to your business if you wanted to. We're giving our reviews on whether we think these are relevant or not. And so far, not all of them are. Uh, we're up to number five, driving one-to-one -one marketing with AI. I think we're up to number four, actually. Actually, no, we skipped one. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Greg. Sorry, Greg. Greg is from GK5A, which is an agency, I believe, in San Francisco. I'm not mm -hmm. too sure. Um, start building your first-party data strategy. For many organizations, this starts with evaluating how a customer data fit platform fits within your infrastructure hmm evaluating your third-party data usage and how to depreciate 
of third-party cookies, mobile device IDs, and other data privacy regulations might affect them. Yeah. It's all about data and how... Very data-centric there, Greggy. How you're collecting data, and I think it's a lot to do with that privacy thing of, you know, what happened on Facebook, and now a lot of the websites, especially, I think it started in France. Oh, yeah. Email marketing all the cookies. Everything is now yeah. privatized. Yeah. yeah. And it should have been like that right from the get-go. Exactly. To be honest, I think as marketers, we have relied on data so much that it actually runs everything now. Our strategies, take it for how we work with things. And I think we lost a little bit of creativity too. Mm-hmm. So we let that do the work for us. But it is important to have a strategy that revolves around data and analyzing your data and assets that you have, especially when it comes to customers. So if you don't have a strategy in place with which to grab data from customers or build a database of your own kind, that's a big problem. Yeah. Um, don't rely on social anymore. No, no it's changing. Yeah. Social is going to be so hard to get personal data from. It's not funny. And you may have already seen that if you're trying to do Facebook ads, a lot of the tools that were available have now been removed. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at doing that yourself as a business, as a brand, how you can capture data, nurture it, grow it, and support it yeah. as uh, as Greg is talking about. Mm-hmm. Number five, driving one-to-one marketing using AI. That's from Jer- Jeremy Fain of Cognitive. So the use of art- artificial intelligence can be powerful and accessible to a component in marketers' toolbox. One-to-one marketing has long been a talking point. One-to-one marketing has also been bloody impossible to do because that's almost like tailor-making a solution of a product to a person individually on a consistent basis. It's like that movie, you know, that was, I don't know, I think it's more than 10 years old and people are walking in like a public place and then an ad will puff up just for them a like a yeah that's a tom cruise movie you're talking about yeah Yeah. uh minority report minority report it is yeah and he's walking around and as he's walking through this futuristic city the adverts are talking to him individually going Mm -hmm. hey tom come by my stuff here's your new car blah 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 this and that so yes that's basically started that's now a thing on your phone yeah. yeah, and you want to know why it's a thing? It's because they're of listening. <laughs> they can see you. And Amber's right in her amazing sexy. They can hear you. Oh my god, voice! Uh, they can listen, see, and hear everything you do because of mobile phones, and because of that data, they can now tailor make solutions for you. So you may have noticed, you may not have noticed, but we do because we're marketers. Whenever you start talking about lemons, all of a sudden on your email or I love your, lemons so much. You might do that in a conversation with your family or friends. All of a sudden, next day, you've got lemons on special showing up on mm-hmm. your phone. Lemon cake, lemon and, recipes. And then we lemon everything. Lemon um, clothing, colors of lemon, yellow will just start lemon popping up specials. all over the place, like on social, on your email, on your phone. You'll be like, where the hell did this yeah. stuff come from? I didn't even ask anyone. That is one-to-one AI marketing at its best. And it's getting scarier and it's getting more targeted and it's learning more and more about you. Can we do something like this? No. So what about, ah, I love a million dollars. It's awesome. It allows me to do so much good work in the world. (laughs) And then you'll start getting targeted with ads from the TAB. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or the lottery commission uh, let's see you let's could be a millionaire <laughs> <laughs> buy my, my lottery ticket, ticket for five dollars 
and you can go in the draw to win sixty trillion dollars. <laughs> That's going to happen, by the way, because we just talked about it for like the last. Have you five got minutes. your yes? But now, see, phones ah, yes. have got the thing where you turn off your microphone and you turn off your camera. And about bloody time too, because yes, like, you should so be able spying. to protect some of the things that you talk about, you know, in privacy by yourself to yourself. But yes, one-to-one marketing used to be impossible. Now it's actually easier than ever before for any brand to do it. Can you do it on a small business basis? You can, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. And usually the easiest way to do that is now via text message where you can have a full database of people. And instead of making an EDM that goes out and gets lost into the ethos of absolutely nothing where no one ever looks at it, a text message has an open rate of 99%. Mm. Everyone looks at a text message. But not everybody looks at an email. No. But now that they've started those spam text messages. Oh, yes. And spam calls you run and a whole the bunch of spam stuff of looking like a spam bot. Yeah. But that's the risk that you're running. But that's the platform that's available for people who are small to medium businesses looking at trying to do some one to one stuff and keep it cheap, cost effective. Look at a text messaging service. I'll drop a couple of links of some providers that you can look at uh, for doing that. And you can plug and play them from your PC, laptop, mobile, or your website. It's pretty easy to do. It's not that hard. It's pretty easy. Okay, so moving on. Top 15 trends. According to Forbes, we're up to number six. Using storytelling tools on digital video platforms. Duh. Like, Yeah, yes, but many people wouldn't know what, this, you need what to these do are. That. Yes, well, storytelling tools. What's a storytelling tool? Tell us. Say that fast ten times. Storytelling tool. Storytelling tool. Well, that's that's the part of it where I'm like, really? There's a lot of platforms that are storytelling tools. Like Instagram Thank would you. be a storytelling tool. TikTok would be a storytelling tool. But that doesn't mean that you're able to make a really good TikTok It doesn't video mean that tells you're, exactly, it doesn't mean you're a good storyteller. No, you could be terrible at it. So are they talking about other platforms that do make your content into a good story? No, they're talking about brands need to adjust their thinking from channel to experience. Now, that doesn't really go with the title no, of what they're doesn't. talking about. But being in the biggest entertainment platforms in the world today are all online. They're digital. They're on demand. They're streaming. They're subscription-based. Leaning into emerging storytelling tools of these platforms is a crucial exercise for brands this year. I think old Kimberly there needed to expand on what she means. A little bit lost because I don't really understand it. Yeah, she needs to. I don't understand what she's trying to make the point of here. Because for me, uh, yes, a storytelling tool is a platform that allows you to tell a story. And at the same time, that doesn't, as we were just alluding to, make you a good storyteller. You still need to have value. You still need to know who your customers are. You need to know what the problems are. You need to be able to describe all of that in a very short form, as in three to five seconds. And then you need to be able to put that on multiple channels across multiple arenas all at the same time and then measure it. So if that was Kimberly was talking about, then that would make sense. But that's not what Kimberly writes in the next part. Maybe it. maybe it's to do with um, you know like there's there's platforms like Canva now, or there's website like sites like Canva that actually help you to create content and make a story. Maybe she's talking about something like that. Yeah, but then she talks about brands need to adjust their thinking from channel to experience. So yes, experience is part of telling a story, but not all platforms can tell experiences via video. 
there are any certain channels where you can actually do that and do it well TikTok mm-hmm. obviously dominating right now would be the number one mm-hmm. then you have YouTube and then you have Instagram which is like a really shit version of it Snapchat has another version of that yeah. but each platform is a different audience each platform has different ways of actually tailor making a good piece of video content and you know without any advertising budget none of it works <laughs> exactly i mean you could make the best content in the world <laughs> and but Jack. if you if you're not promoting it yeah no one's going to see it correct yeah correct okay Next. what do you rate that one out of oh, i'd say a, a three because it's it's unclear yes we're halfway now into the forbes top 15 marketing trends that brands need to take note of in 2022 We've just covered off number six. We're up to number seven, exploring the new frontier of the metaverse. Look, I've been talking about this since it came out. Amber loves the metaverse. Oh, I love it She so loves much. old Duckerberg. Ducker. Is that what you call them these no, days, I call eh? them many things. Duckerberg's just my latest one Dada, for today. Dadaberg. Oh, yeah, there's Dadaberg, Frankenberg. There's a whole lot of bergs. Um, but, yeah, the metaverse Hamburg is coming. One. I still think it's a long way away. As in a good technology that you can put on your face that people want to and enjoy and it works. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I think it's a while away. Yeah, but too. I do believe that it's not just a while away for it to look good and the experience to be good. It then needs to be affordable for mm-hmm. consumers. Then you need the consumers to actually use it on a frequency which is higher than that which will take more like 10 to 20 years. Yeah. Like imagine teaching your grandma how to use a VR oh headset. Jeez. Can't even. Did you know how hard mom, it was to teach Amber's mother how to do text she, messaging? No, she doesn't even know. She doesn't even know how to take a photo of something and then email it to me. Now they want us to phone. put like a VR headset on your grandmother and be like, here you go, grandma, go virtual shopping over in Paris. She'll be like, where's the tower? Where do I go no, to see? see that's, you I know what? Look at the Mona Lisa. You know what they're doing though. They're not. Sorry. They're not. They're not concentrating on that older generation. They're starting no. with the kids now because the metaverse. So, um, Facebook. The future of technology. No, yeah, and Facebook has um, mm-hmm. has funded a whole lot of metaverse products to go into schools. So they're starting with the oh, primary yeah. school kids. That's yes. where it's going to be, and they're going to be the consumers of it, not us. Correct. Not us. Correct. Past the, that, mate. The, the generational focus is way past me and Amber Heard over here. Way past it. We're like too old. Too old. Oh. But my kids' kids and their kids' kids are all going to be VR. They're going to uh, have telephones in their hands, you know? It's yeah, there's thing. some scary stuff, man. Like, I've actually okay. seen um, contact lens technology. That is a full PC. Scary, man. It's scary. Who wants that in their eye? But then you've also got companies from like, you know, Elon Musk who's making Neuralink where it's basically a computer chip attached to your brain. Oh, mate. Yep. Coming next to you probably in the next five years. They are talking about having and replacing digital phones, mobile phones within the next five to eight years to implants in your body. That was yeah, at the World Economic Forum. If you want to look at that, you can. It's on YouTube, and they talk about a whole bunch of stuff. It's very interesting. Like I like technology to some extent, but I'm not 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 in, inside my body. Thank yes. So Metaverse is coming. Web three is coming. You definitely need to pay attention to those because, from my point of view, Web three is going to be the new frontier for anything on digital, and uh, it has a whole lot of features on there that is just going to revolutionize the way that you actually buy sell and look at new products so yes it's coming 
It is coming. Not here yet, but it's coming. Number eight, adapting media mixes to changing consumer habits. Yes. Well, this is a this this is an old one, yeah. really. It's been around forever. Yeah. Ever since there's been marketing and advertising mm-hmm. and products, this one has always been there. G? 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 Yeah, mate. Like he talks about TV and digital. Also talks about making sure you have your mix. G, mate. I mean, if yeah. you're still print advertising. If that's what you're still talking about in 2022. Yeah. You're a little bit behind there, buddy. Yeah. I would say, maybe. You should look at the metaverse. Yeah, yeah and, and see what people are into. Take a look at yeah. what's happening in the future. Yeah, people have been diversifying their media mix for a long time. Yeah, and we will forever because mm-hmm. that's part it's of always changing. doing it. And it does evolve depending on the technology. Anyway, moving on. Number nine, personalizing according to customer behaviors. This is similar mm. to the AI approach. The one to one marketing approach. Mm. I agree. Yeah, it's very similar to that, where it's basically customizing your content, your product, and your messaging towards any individual, mm-hmm. not just mass people. So it's not just people between the ages of 18 to 54, <laughs> and you go out with one message hoping that it hits everybody. Males and females, 18 to 54. Never does. <laughs> It's too big a market. And it doesn't work. Mm. It just doesn't work. But you can personalize messages using their names, using uh, geographic targeting, and a whole bunch of other stuff that actually does that. This is more talking about behaviors. So when people are doing things at different times, Mm -hmm. for instance, when you're motivated to buy stuff, when you're looking at stuff, you may be at an airport. And if you're at an airport traveling, maybe you want to look at like the latest car that you can hire. Maybe you want to look at like where headphones. headphones that you can purchase while you're you're traveling over there. Mm-hmm. That kind of experience is when people are in certain behavioral mm-hmm. modes within their life. And you as a marketer can target that. The only downside of that is it costs a shit ton of money to yeah. do it well. Yeah. It's not cheap. It's not a Facebook ad price cheap. It's very expensive. Yeah. But if you get 